Guys, welcome to the Physique Factory podcast with me and Conor Morant. Today, we've got a guest, um, unfortunately, <laughs> Nick Broomhead. <laughs> Good morning. So, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I have been a one-to-one PT for five and a half years. Um, I've been a competitive bodybuilder for, what is it now, six yeah, six. Um, and uh, online coaching, I do bits. It's not really kind of, I, 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 it's okay, but I prefer one-to-one. Um, but obviously I've got experience with online coaching. I also work with a few influencers and help them with some of their coaching. Um, but yeah, prep myself for bodybuilding. Uh, I haven't had a coach since 2017, which was Jordan Peters, which is kind of like, it was a learning experience. He wasn't the best coach, but you, I learned a lot from it because I learned what was worth doing and what wasn't worth doing. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. What are, um, what, what are your kind of stage credentials? Because James was actually talking you up yesterday. He actually said something very nice. He said you're like uh, one of the most peeled um, bodybuilders he's seen. Uh, that's kind of like, that's my strength. I'm not the biggest guy. I never will be. So I've just got to get the most shredded. Yeah. I think I've done probably, I'm going to do, I did four, four last year, five the year before, uh, and then one, two, three shows. I've probably done about 13, 14 shows, but like oh, wow. within those within those shows, some of them I've done like two classes. So I've probably been on stage like 15 times in 15 yeah. different classes, et cetera. It's it's hard to like peak yourself for like if you're doing like five shows in a year. How do you how do you manage that? So in two thousand and um, sixteen, I did two shows and prepped myself. Two thousand seventeen, I did two shows with Jordan Peters. I kind of like learned a little bit about the peaking from him, and then also um, about kind of like I was going in there after my experience in two thousand sixteen. And I was trying to prep myself again, consuming like, you know, starting the prep at like two and a half thousand calories or something like that. But at that point, I'd moved into in-person coaching. So my steps were really high. My output was high. And I'm like, shit, I'm not losing any weight here. I'm eating the same calories as last time. Nothing's happening. So I went to Jordan. He increased my calories by a thousand. Um, and then I started losing weight. And then I got into the most peeled I'd ever been. And again, when I stepped on stage, I did men's physique at that point. Um, and I was like the most, I was the leanest, but I wasn't yeah, the biggest. Yeah. So I, di- I didn't place, because, you know, men's physique is all about delts and arms and mine are small. So I didn't place, but I was the most shredded. I didn't even. I've, I've, I didn't, never, um, I've not really done any men's physique or anything like that, but like they're, they're not looking for totally shredded, are they? I mean, they're looking for lean, but are they looking for like. The thing, the thing, I think, I think the, I think over the past few years, it's changed. It's kind of like the goalposts have changed. So yeah. they are now looking for leaner and leaner and bigger and bigger. Like you see some of the men's physique guys now and they make bodybuilders look tiny and yeah. fat. Yeah. I mean, after that, so when I did the, when you go back to the original question about the multiple shows, so we should learn a little bit from Jordan when we did two shows. So I had all the information from that, what we did, I think it was maybe like two or three weeks difference between those shows. So I was like, right, okay, I did that, that for that show. There's a slightly different peak for the other show. Then I read a lot of um, 
Scott Stevenson's Dr. Scott Stevenson's book, how to um, how to be your own bodybuilding coach, um, and then I kind of like took bits from that, took bits from that, and then in 2019, I just did my whole prep by myself, and then peaked myself for the first show to PCA Manchester, and then I thought, right, okay, there was like six weeks before before that qualifier and the British, and I thought, there's no way I'm going to be able to stay in this condition and keep my head on the six week time like time between the, the shows. That's what so I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Myself, I've got um, a show at end of August, and then obviously finals in October. So I was going to ask you, how was that? Like the time, um, you know? mate. You've got you've got to have shows in between to keep because then it's like it's like anything, you know. It's like it's like in coaching. If you if a client comes to you and says, "Right, I want to lose six stone," it's a massive it's a massive like goal. But if you say, right, I want to lose a stone and then another stone, and it's yeah, like that. A bit, isn't it? Yeah, if you because it's so hard. It like to get to that first show is easy every time. I do, it's not really hard, you know. In both 2019 and last year, I did like cardio for maybe like five weeks. I did, you know, three three or four sessions a week of stairmaster for 30 minutes. That's the only cardio I did because I just kind of like took my time, um, and I just was quite chilled about it. I don't make rash decisions with it. I'll just be like, mm, the weight's not going down, but, you know, I'll look a little bit leaner. Like, let, let's see what happens in a few days. And then if nothing changes, then we make a change. If it changes, it's fine. Um, so it's kind of like just taking it nice and steady. Um, when you get to that for show, it's simple. I don't, have, I don't have any cheat meals or any of that kind of stuff. I might have had refeeds where I'm just eating more of the same foods. After that first show, you might have some, off-plan meals, off-plan foods. I never go, go out. I never go, I never go out. I never go out for a restaurant to a restaurant because it's just like mm, I'm not in full control. So I always just get food in. But then it's still you get a taste of stuff. And then it's like even even when you try not to, like I remember in 2019, um I think I just went to Tesco, got some bits, and then um I didn't I stayed I stayed at my girlfriend's at the time. And so I couldn't be at home where the cupboards were. It's like, I'm, I'm not in control. But then, you know, the next day, went and trained and then got home and was binged because I'd had that little bit of a taste. And you've got to have it's like a mental reset. You feel like you've got to do it. And then you've just got to make sure that you get back on it a day or so later. And what's then... The, what's the most about a fit you've ever done after a show for both of you? Um, not very much. Not very much. No? Uh, not even you your know, first one, I, no? I don't no. know. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it's like it, I can't the first show. I can't really remember. I think after the very very first show, I just went to Nando's like, and then I was really pissed off. I'd done shit, look shit, and then um, I can't remember what else I had. But I didn't. I've never really gone crazy like my brother. My brother when he did his first show, I think he put on like three stone in three weeks. Yeah, I was gonna I was say like, that, that rebound after that uh, your last show, that that's never been like dramatically bad or. No, no, no. I always think it's like it's like even even when I finish, you know, when I've done the British and I finish it. Even then, you know, like like last year, I was literally going eating chocolate every day. I had chocolate in the glove box. I this I was ne- I never ever stuck to. I've never stuck to my diet a hundred percent since my show. Yeah, in October, I've always had something over or something under. Or, it's never been hundred um, percent. Just because that 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 strong why is gone. Yeah, um, but even no. even even between the shows, you know, like I do the show. I think even like last year, 
I had maybe like cookie deals or something like that after the show. And then, um, you know, I try and get back on it the day after or the day after that. You know, if it was kind of like, I think I did a Sunday show, you know, Sunday show, I might have had Monday off the diet and then Tuesday I was back on it. And then maybe like, I, mi- I remember there was one show, the Fitex qualifier was in Kent and that was on a Sunday night and the Fitex British was the following Saturday. So that was like, I had to, I think basically I had to drive back from Kent on which like five and a half hours on a Sunday night. I think I had the Monday off work. I might have had um, some food on the on the Monday morning or something like that on Monday and Tuesday it was like pretty much no carbs. Wednesday was like low carbs, and then Wednesday was load. Thursday load. Friday see what happens, and then Saturday show. And I, I was had, actually uh, I had fucking st- stomach cramps the first night. Like after my first show that night, I was lying on the fucking couch. I'd ate so much food and I couldn't fucking move. That's how, that's how extreme my kid is. Yeah, that, it is. I mean, I've been I've been like that before, like where I couldn't go to bed. I couldn't lie down because it was like yeah. too bad. But I it, think it's, you learn though, don't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the first show that I did back in like 2017, I ate that much. I think it was like a week after the show. I couldn't bend my knee because of the amount of water in my quads. Oh, I've had that. I've had that before. I've had that before when I dieted in 2019, when I did that prep, I did. It started off as a holiday prep. So I did eight weeks. Went to a beta for four days, and then I thought, right, I, I went and I was in pretty good shape after eight weeks dieting. Um, and then by the end of the holiday, I was getting a bit watery. In the airport, I was literally eating everything I could because I thought, right, tomorrow I'm going to be back on the diet. So I got on the plane. When I got to Manchester, I stood up on the plane and all my, my ankles and knees were swollen. Oh. And like, you know, when you just can't bend them like that and just kill him. Yeah, I've had that. It's That's going to slime as well. That's going to make it worse, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. All or nothing approach though, isn't it? It's like, right, I'll eat everything I can today because I'm back on the diet tomorrow, back on track. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Nick, that, what was the well. time? What was the time between when you got back off holiday to that show? Um, it was eight weeks four days in Ibiza um, came home on a Tuesday I think Wednesday or Thursday I went away for a night I literally had a full week off the diet because it was supposed to be right um, when, as soon as I get back from Ibiza the morning after I get back on and I thought fuck it I'll just wait till the end of the week at which point I think I'd gained like six kilos seven kilos and then from once that week was done it was another eight weeks until PCA Manchester you dropped it off and got Lean and shredded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it took me about 10 days to get back to um, where I was pre-holiday. But it was almost like, it was like going a diet break in between. Yeah. I mean, 2021, I did notice that I wasn't getting as lean as quick. And I don't think I don't think I was as lean in 2021 as I was in 2019. Um, like the lower back was still a little bit more uh, fat on it in comparison to 2019. Um, but obviously 2019, I was six kilos seven kilos lighter so um, i think that made a difference um i'm just looking at some of your pictures now nick i just followed you on instagram here just looking at some of your pictures but you look pretty damn peeled in some of these like yeah 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 i mean i was still i was still shredded in 2021 but i think i was more shredded in 2019 but i was a lot smaller there's one there's one like at pca british on my on my posts where like the cat, I, I must have been stood almost in exactly the same spot on the stage. So the camera angle is pretty much the same spot. So you can see t- 2019, 2021, all the shots the same. And you can see how like much bigger I am. 
Um, How long ago was that? I'm just looking down now. Oh, yeah, I see it. I think I see yeah. it. No, I was yeah. at the wrong thing. That's like your before and afters I'm looking at. Is this 2021? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll, 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 I'll have a quick look. I, I tried this before it. before I'm zooming. It doesn't come up in the video. So, like, we were talking about some shit that people couldn't even see anyway. Oh, we <laughs> do the, screen, the screen, screen, screen shit. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, depending. Um, I'll try it on mine because I'm actually doing the one like. Yeah, you try it. One. Let's have a look. Log into my Instagram. I've just sent it to you both now so you can see the one, the comparison one. It's very similar lighting. The only thing was like in 2021 in the British, um, I, I thought I thought I had enough base coat for the tan, um, but I actually had about four bottles of the top coat. So like putting the tan on the night before and I ran out of tan. Um, so my yeah. tan was a bit shit. So your back looks thicker than the more recent ones, so for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. Let's see if this works. That's some good conditioner, man. Oh, there you go. It's working, mate. You got it. We're on. Wicked. Oh, always start sweating when I'm sharing my screen. <laughs> <laughs> we won't judge. Don't worry. <laughs> um, cool. So, first one. When's this? That was... That, that was probably... That, you know that? That was, I think... I'd done PCA Manchester on the Saturday, and that was maybe the Tuesday after. So you can see, like, I'd had food, I'd gained a few kilos, and I'd come, And this was a couple of days. It's all dropped off. I think I might have gone into that session, um, like, and dropped the carbs a little bit because I was still trying to, like, get rid of the water that I gained post-show, and I was just absolutely shredded there. And that, that video was a little bit blurry compared to how it was on like, my phone. Yeah, that's the best spot in Flexing Zone. That is that is a spot. That is a spot. I found that spot in 2019. And obviously, they've chucked not walls down and stuff since. So I had to try and find the spot again. And that's the spot. You just need to like get a Sharpie and write on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you don't find that kind of post-show period, though. You do get like this nice, crisp condition after it as well. After some of that uh, junk food goes in. Yeah, you see, so, so what I did, what I did for the um, for PCA Manchester, I tried going like completely cutting water. I listened to some of what Joe Jeffrey did, and I thought, right, okay, I'll try. I'll try a new approach. I'll just cut water completely out. I like kind of loaded water, cut it out, and I was felt like utter shit. It was like I was ready for passing out. Um, so I thought, right, I'm not going to do that again. And then the next show was the Fitex qualifier in Kent, and I just went into it. And I thought, you know what? After seeing that, after seeing that video, it was actually that video. I thought, I've come into this, and I've just, I've come into this session today, and I've literally just had. I think I must have had my normal training day food. You know, I don't think I changed anything. I thought I look absolutely mint here. It's like midday, and I look my best. So all I've done to this point is just eat my normal training day food, normal water, everything. So I'm just going to do that. So I went to Kent, and I just did exactly as I would normally do on a training day. Same steps. Got up in the morning. Went did that had water everything and then the Kent is that in, out of these pictures here it's the top right um, that's taken on my phone though so you can't really tell um, but that I was like right okay I look sick here you know I'm fuller I think I was about the same weight but I dropped a little bit of more body fat I'd got leaner um, but then got a bit more weight from the fullness um, 
so I was around 80 kilos uh, for both of the first two shows. And then the week after that, like I said, it was kind of like Sunday. And then the following Saturday was the Fitex British, which was the which was the middle one at the top row. Um, and that one, I was even bigger and leaner. I'd forgot, actually, that at Fitex, they have a weight cut. So you have to be a certain weight for your height. So I'd gone in there fully clothed. I'd been drinking water just as normal. So obviously, I'd get, I was heavier um, because I'd gone even more like a proper training day for this one because I thought, oh, it's quite a safe approach. So I stood on the scale in the foyer for the, like the, the Fitex British and then uh, it was Lisa Gelsey was doing the weigh-ins and she looked at me. She like looked at the scale and she just done the height. And I looked at her and I was like, do I need to strip off? And she went, I would love, yeah, I would. <laughs> so so I just like I just like stripped down to my trunks in the like the foyer in, in Liverpool, then jumped back on the scales and I was like just on 82 oh, kilo. Yeah. So yeah. I was like in that so that week from the from the Kent show to the um Fix British, I'd put on two kilos just like fullness um so suddenly suddenly i was i was bang on the weight limit and then um obviously i competed i didn't place at that show at the fitex kent i got fourth but the lineup there was just it was mental it was way better than the british pca in 2019 and the guys were huge um the guy that i went on to then coach for a little bit sam sam astle you know, you look at his physique and he's like a pro in the making. His physique is phenomenal. Um, what is the weight thing with it? It's, I can't remember what it is. I think it's your weight, like, my, sorry, your height minus 100 um, plus like eight or something like that it is, I think. Cool. That's, um, that's a strange way of doing it, eh? That, that's what a lot of them do. That's what, um, I think NABA is like the same. It's like your height in centimetres minus 100 plus i think nabba's is six so i'd have to be like i think for nabba i have to be like 78 kilos so i can't even do nabba yeah, i don't think i'd yeah. be able to I'd, i wouldn't be able to do fitex classic again i don't think that's that's a nice thing um i compete with the bmbf and the nice thing about them is like the, the weight is cut on the like the weight categories are cut on the day so you just rock up being whatever you are they take the weights of all the like men bodybuilding competitors and then they split it based on what kind of Naturally. Yeah, he's turned you, up. Yeah, you're yeah. not doing anything stupid to try and cut water or things like that, or trying to make certain you know kind of body weight. So, um, I think that works pretty damn well actually, and it takes that stress off as well. Yeah, what yeah. was PCA? Because there was moving people between classes, weren't there? Like your brother showed so, up. Didn't so, so PCA is just height. There is no weight cut. So at Manchester, so many guys came to do it that they were only going to like when I did Manchester in 2019, they had one class. <laughs> Um, but obviously 2021, so many people turned up that it would just be too many people for the stage. So they were originally going to have a short and tall, and then they thought, oh, shit, there's loads of people. So they had short, medium and tall. So I was in the short class. I think there was maybe 13, 14 in that, maybe like eight or nine in the medium, and then probably like seven or eight in the tall. Um, but I got third there after placing in 2019. I got fifth. Um but again, the lineup there at Manchester was as good as the British in 2019. Like the standard last year was just really good. Um, the Fitex finals, I didn't place because there was only one, um, one, one class of classic. So you know, I was against guys like Sean Barber, um, and you know Will Dyson. I'm not sure, no. Um, I think he's called Anabolic Scientist on Instagram. 
but these guys, you know, and, the, and there was also the guy that won the Kent show and the guy that came third at the Kent show. Sean Barber went on to win PCA and he's a PCA pro. Um, so he actually placed fourth at Fitex British and he's like, he's awesome. Um, had Fitex for me, for the classic, they were a bit unsure. Like, it's like the judging was a bit off. We were a bit unsure of what they were looking for, I think. Um, so Sean was like really pissed off with that because he was bigger. He was leaner than the other guys. The guy that came third at the qualifier actually like jumped two places and won the British. But then the guy that won the qualifier against him placed second. And it's like in a week's time, neither of them have changed the physique. They're exactly the same physique. It's yeah. just that the judging panel's changed. So how can the judges move a guy from third to first and move the guys in first last week to second? It just didn't make any sense. So, so subjective, isn't it? Everyone's got their own. Yeah, but it's like, it's like it's a new federation. I think they're still trying to find the feet with it. And there was a bit of discrepancy because like some of the judges were saying, no, we're looking for the classic look, the classic physique. Whereas other judges and the, the organisers were saying, no, it's height by weight. And and you know, like I showed my video to Dave Crossland, who was that video that I've just that you just had up on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Showed that to Dave Crossland, I went getting bloods done like a, a week or so before the qualifier. And Dave was like, You're not classic, you're too lean, you're too shredded. But look at the pros. The pros are shredded and lean. It's like so there needs to be some more clarity, I think, with the judging that federation. PCA's always been really good, but I think this year, last year at the British, it was a little bit rushed because normally they'd spread it over two days and they had it over one day. And um, there were so many people in the lineup. So I was, again, in classic, they had short, medium, tall. In my class, I think there was like 16, 17, um, maybe even more. And they, they brought us all out in like groups of five or six, did our quarter turns, moved us to the back. Then they just did the top six call out, moved them to the back. In 2019, I finished sixth at the British. I didn't even get the first call out. So I was pissed off. And they didn't do a second call out. There was like six guys, top six. They moved them to the side. And then it's like, right, everyone else. And it's like, where's the second call out? Where's the third call out? They brought how everyone can, out. How can you judge it that quickly they, as well? Well, they, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't give a shit about everyone that was below, below sixth. They just spun them all around and then chucked us all off. Then we came in and did our routines and then went yeah. off. And I'm like, wow, that was a bit of a waste of time. Um, but I, was, I wasn't happy with the at first I wasn't happy on the day with the way I looked that's one where I had the purple trunks on before because um, my tan was shit I felt like I felt like I wasn't as lean I was actually in my, I was my heaviest there I was 82.4 so at PC in Manchester I was 80 and then the British you know like six weeks later I was 82.4 so I was a lot bigger it was the biggest look I'd had but I wasn't as lean but There's then, so like, much looking, to think about in bodybuilding, though, isn't there? It's not yeah. just getting lean, getting in shape. It's yeah, the variables. It's uh, frozen. Yeah. It's you know. But, but I think, really- like, I think, like, in classic, you know, like, the few people said to me that were there, they were like, you know, seeing you on stage. The guys that were in the top six, other than there was one, there was one guy who was a white guy, and he was really shredded. It's the only guy I've ever been against that's like leaner than me. But I think that's kind of because my condition has faded over the weeks. Because I wasn't sticking to the diet 100% either. My head was just going with it. And I was just kind of like having little bits of overeating here and there. Um, but this guy was just shredded and he got second. But then everyone else was just like black guys or mixed race guys and they were just round and bubbly. And it's like, okay, so that's the look they're going for. 
and I wasn't like that, but my condition isn't getting rewarded in classic, but in bodybuilding it is. It would have, or it would have done, but I'm just too small. So like my goal now is to move up to like bodybuilding in like medium high class, um, because I know my condition will get rewarded, but I just needed to be bigger. You know, if I can come in and like mid to high eighty kilos, then I'd be competitive there. I think. So what's the plan for when you're next competing? Um, what I was thinking is maybe have this year off and then start dieting at the end of the year for probably shows around this kind of time next year. I'll have a go at the um, at the bodybuilding classes and see how I fare. Try a few different federations, you know, and uh, see how I get on. See which see which federation that I kind of like likes the look, and then um, then go from you know like this kind of what well, it'll probably be like May time, twenty twenty three, until May twenty twenty five. That's two years worth of growing. And then May 2025, start prep for September, October 2025. Um, and see how I go. And then, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I see how I go then. And then it could even be my last season now, because I'll be 39. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if I want to still be doing it at 40. Yeah, I feel like health-wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like health-wise. You know, my body, my body's already pretty beaten up. And it's like, you know, is it worth to keep going? Well, yeah, I know. I, I look, I look younger than Jimmy, don't I? <laughs> well, I'm that's hard. It's <laughs> <laughs> three years each prep. <laughs> um. So yeah. So that's kind of like the goal, and then see what, what happens in 2025, and then I don't know what to do after that. It's like you know, I could keep if if I if I won the British last year, I probably would have retired from competing. Because what else, where else you go from there? You know, someone like me, I'm not going to be a pro. I'm not going to get a pro card. I don't particularly want to get a pro card because too many people just want to focus on this pro card and they go from being, a, you know, some of them are just okay amateurs. You know, when they go pro card chasing and all this kind of bullshit, if you're a pro, you walk into a show, you win it. You don't need to go from country to country to country and do 20 shows in a year trying to get a pro card. You're not a pro, yeah. You're not pro standard. Otherwise, you would have won it straight away. What are they like at handing out pro cards and like for the PCA and things like that? Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's like you know it, it's quite, it's a lot easier to get a pro card now than it used to be. Yeah, as like as like in like an IFBB pro card. But if you can't get one of those, then there's no point in keep trying to try and try and try and try and try multiple times a year or over two years because you know going all over to these far flung places like to win yeah. pro cards. Because all that's going to happen is you're going to turn up on a pro stage and you're going to get your ass handed to you. And so you're going to be there's like it's like two or three shows now where you can win your pro card in the UK. Yeah, the, the there's the Arnold's, isn't there? There's the Arnold's, Ben Weeder, um, two bros British finals, and amateur Olympia. Oh, cool! So there's like four of them, right? Yeah, so there's a lot of chances, isn't there? Where... Unless unless they've changed, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not a fan of two bros, so I'm not. I don't really. You've not been chasing it enough to find out, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't afford the entry fees, Robin. Bastard. 160 quid a class. Yeah, but that's, that's, yeah but that's that's only a regional. That's Shit. not. A, you go to a pro qualifier. It's like 260. Do you want to oh, know what the BMBF wow. is? 
the MVF is like 35 or 45 quid for a Yeah, game. well, that's what PC is. That's what PC is. You know, like Fit, Fitex, a Fitex qualifier, I turned up there and I said to him, like, oh, well, I've come to do classic. And I said, but a few other people saying they're doing another class. I said, how much is it to do the bodybuilding class? He went, oh, it's 20 quid. That's not I just gave him 20 either. quid. I did, I, did, I did two classes. And there, that Fitex qualifier, the classic, I was on for 40 minutes on stage. Uh, that's how much they were comparing and judging. It was just like, absolute, I was absolutely battered. Came off, had a bit of cream of rice, and then went back on for the bodybuilding, which I'd either, I think, I think classic had 16 guys and bodybuilding had about 19 or 20. And then again, I was just stood there for another 40 minutes. I was absolutely fucked, going hypo by the end. Um, but like the Fitex, Fitex is a federation. It's new, so they're still trying to find the feet. But in terms of like the way they look after the athletes, I don't think there's a better federation in the UK. I don't know what the natural federation is like because I've obviously never competed there. Yeah, um, I've heard good things about you know UK DFBA um, or whatever it's called. Is it still called that? Yeah, they're called something like that. I've never really had anything to do with them. Yeah. It's just guys, yeah, just a quick one. Um, my Zoom's not actually logged into my actual Zoom, and it's saying we've got nine minutes left. <laughs> uh, I've, I've logged into my actual account, and it, I don't I have no idea why it's giving me that. We'll, we'll just wrap uh, this one up. Um, we'll wrap this one up a wee bit quicker. What I wanted to ask you, Nick, as well, and for some of the listeners, like I know they'll be interested in, what is your kind of nutritional approach like in terms of dieting, for instance? Um, I think it'd be good for a lot of the listeners, like, even though a lot of them might not be competitors. You know, if you're trying to like improve your body composition, well, that's exactly what bodybuilders are trying to do. So take advice from these guys that are really pushing it to the limits. Um, but yeah, what, what are you? What, what's your kind of approach, Nick? Are you kind of high carb kind of guy? Are you kind of you know, yeah? I mean, it's high high carbs. So say like off season might get eight nine hundred grams of carbs, yeah. and then in prep, you know, I normally have a rest day diet and training day diet. So training day diet might get as low as maybe like two fifty carb, and then and then rest day might get down to like seventy grams of carbs. So you know, like rest days are normally in, you know like deep in the midst in, in like the depths of prep. When it's on like seventeen, eighteen hundred calories, training days might be on like two, 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 um, and then you know it's kind of like protein never changes, fats have come pretty much non-existent. Yeah. It might get down to like thirty grams or something like that, and then uh, then the rest days can just be a real bastard. But I've always found if I go, you know, end up super low on rest days, that's what re- when I really start getting in that that sick condition. I've never in my life done 70 grams of carbs in one day. You know that? Like, it's always been well more than that. But um, I've I've never pushed it down as low as that. But, um, I mean, how long would you usually get for a prep? Um, I think last year was around 19 weeks. Yeah, Yeah, so that's a decent amount of time as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I normally take it quite slow. It's Well, it's like 18, 19 weeks until the first show, and then obviously, like, another six weeks on top of that. And that's where you really start getting that diet fatigue and it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I remember the last time I um, dieted down, I dieted down in 2020, um, like, you know, to kind of show condition. And then the show kept getting put back and put back and I thought, oh, fuck, it, I'm not doing this. But the kind of last, the point that put me off was walking up the stairs and my calves were pumping up and it was just a fucking effort to walk up the stairs. And it's just like, fuck yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, you know, the Stairmaster, it was like the hamstrings and so felt so heavy. Do my calves... I've never once done like cardio on a prep, apart from like walking. I've never done any sort yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, well, what, I, what I tend to do is I'll do like a little five, four, five, six week blast um, from maybe like nine weeks out. And then at that point, 
I'm pretty lean, so I'll just switch to steps yeah. um, just to keep that fatigue down as well. So at this time, I tried using a weighted vest as well. On the, I got I ended up going out for a morning walk for about three and a half thousand steps, and I put a weighted weighted vest on for that. And then it was just well, ankle like, weights on as well. No, I don't do that. <laughs> um, so it's it, I, honestly, it kills you that weighted vest. It makes yeah, a massive yeah. difference. But I, I've gone full of shoulder injuries, so all it was doing it was like my shoulder was killing all the way around and stuff like that. So you're having to like prop your arms up while you're walking like this and like hold the thing up. Um, so yeah, I mean, that made a big difference, you know? Yeah. It was yeah. definitely, and I definitely prefer going out for a walk in the morning than getting on that bastard Stairmaster. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. So, so in terms of like your fat loss, going back to like you said, you took 19 weeks. So we're just talking this kind of gradual reduction in calories as and when needed. Sort of yeah, yeah. 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 And just that, chipping I, away. That's the thing. I think um, people need to realise if you want to get in really good condition as well, you, it's going to take some time and there's no sense in trying to rush it, um, especially for bodybuilding purposes. Yeah, I mean, hold if, on as much muscle as possible. If you do rush it, it's just, you're going to lose a shitload of muscle mass, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. What what I tend to do is kind of like, you know, like I'll get up to Manchester. I wasn't in, I wasn't completely lean there. I was pretty lean. It was still a bit to come off. And then like over the next two weeks, I think until the next show, that's when it really dropped. So I kind of like my lowest weight on prep was like maybe like 78.5 kilos. And then obviously I've competed at 80 or 82. So that's kind of like how flat I got, how depleted I was, and then filled back up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you've got to really, really dig. And then once you get to that point, then you're there. And then it's like, right, okay, it's the time to hold. What kind of um, what kind of food sources do you use? And Nick, are you like a, a kind of clean eating guy or a kind of tracking macros sort of guy? So, so I would just be using things like, um, like towards towards the end of prep, you know, like cows might come out of the first meal or two, and then or it might be meal one would just be like steak or something. Meal two maybe like chicken and some oats. Steak for um, breakfast, the, the yeah. Pre 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 workout was always like cream of rice, a bit of fruit, with some whey. Post workout was it ended up being cream of rice as well basically just the same as a pre and then the meal after that was like chicken and rice and then the last meal was like turkey bacon and bagels or something like that i'll always keep bits in like that like bagels and uh, cream of rice cereals things like that, that you, you don't have to be sorry foods that you enjoy <laughs> yeah exactly i yeah. would never eat i don't eat white i don't want to eat white white fish and bullshit like that because it just tastes shit so it's like if it's done that either (laughs) yeah it's it's like for me i I take a very relaxed approach it's like i'll always say to clients when i set up a diet if you don't like it just tell me because if you don't like it you're not going to want to eat it and if you don't want to eat it you're not going to eat it are you going to eat something else are you going to fall off the wagon or whatever it is so you need to tell me so we can just change it there's always other options oh especially for clients definitely like um it's different if you are like if you're competing in bodybuilding or something like that, you're doing a sport and you're like, right, if this is going to get me that extra 1%, then I'll eat like this. But um, yeah, for, for like general clients, yeah, we're not having them like, yeah, white, what, what is it, fish and a rice cake? White fish, no, white fish. <laughs> fish, fish and a rice cake. It thins, it thins the skin. All, the, all this bullshit, all these guys say it thins the skin, blah, 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 blah. All I turn, all I do is I'll say, right, it's just like, let's see how lean you are on stage and see how lean I am on stage. And there's not really anyone I don't think anyone would really be leaner. There's not many people I've ever seen that like get as lean as me. And it's like, I do all these things. So I know that all that is just bullshit. You don't need to do it. Mm. Um, because I think 
it just leads to so much stress because they don't enjoy what they're doing. And it's even like then, kind of this, this grind of suffering. Oh, yeah, similarly, your digestion as well will improve. If you're eating foods that you enjoy, you'll actually digest them better than something you're obviously Yeah, exactly. So all yeah. that kind of stress as well, that's obviously going to help out with the whole kind of, um, the whole kind of look. I think yeah, it's about two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. Well. We'll do a part two to this anyway. <laughs> I, I we'll do, yeah, do, do a part two another time and talk more about coaching or something. Yeah. Yeah. This is um this is the 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 Nick Broom is it Nick Broomhead, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nick the Nick the Nick Broomhead show this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we can call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose we better wrap it up at that before our, our time limit runs out since James forgot to log in. We're not uh, we're not cheapskates that don't have the proper zoom like uh, James just forgot to log in. <laughs> I, don't know I, I am logged into something, but obviously it's not the one that I've paid for. Obviously not the right one. Paid. Paid that 100 quid for nothing now, James. I know. <laughs> well, we'll wrap it up with that. Thanks thanks again, guys, for listening. And that last episode um, was actually our most listened to yet. Um, so hopefully next can top that one. Wicked. Cheers, guys. All right. All right. See you Wicked. again.